What's up, guys? How we doing? Welcome back. Wow. It was quite a week. Quite a crazy week. Uh, I think there's a whole lot of things that we did not see coming. And the NFL never ceases to keep us entertained with off-season storylines and just crazy crazy stuff. So, uh, it's been the first week of free agency. So that was the main thing that I wanted to come in and talk about today. Um, cause we were talking about before free agency, what we look for. Um, and now it's been the first week. So the first kind of wave of free agency has come and gone. There was that whole tampering period and there were some deals made. Some crazy stuff went on. Um, some players got moved, some players got traded, some free agents got went different places. Uh, we're primarily focusing on the Niners. Um, so that's what we're going to focus on, obviously. But I think first off, we've. I feel like I need to get some type of uh, some type of like music or like theme song for like quarterback musical chairs. Like it happens every off season in the NFL where. You know, this guy goes here, that guy goes there, this guy goes there, that guy goes there. And it's like there's always like four or five or six quarterbacks that just kind of like shuffle around. And, uh, you know, they fall out of favor in one place and then they're given a second opportunity somewhere else. So they get traded somewhere where somebody's trying to one up. And it's been crazy. So, yeah, I mean, just to catch up on all the quarterback musical chairs. Um, obviously we know that Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos. That was, we already talked about that. We celebrated it. So the Seahawks need a quarterback. Um, and then we found out that Wentz got traded to the Washington commanders and we were like, Hey, you know what? I thought that the commanders could have been an option. I thought the Broncos could have been an option. They both have quarterbacks. So now we're starting to kind of limit the places where Jimmy goes to. And then this week gets even crazier. So this week, uh, so Wentz gets traded to Washington. They give up uh, basically two third round picks, like a third and then next year a third, and then they like swap seconds or whatever. Uh, so two thirds. Um, the Steelers ended up going with Trubisky. And it's funny because it's like people forget how bad he was. Because <laughs> Trubisky was never good. And granted... You know, it is what it is. Um, when you get drafted that high, you get second and third chances, even if you turn out to be a bust. And even though he was so bad that he got benched, they didn't extend him. And then he was a backup for a year. The fact that he hit free agency and he decided, I'm going to be a backup for a year is pretty crazy. And then now this year, they're like, you know what? We think this Trubisky guy, we think this Trubisky guy has got it. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought that was legit, but, uh, it's not official yet. Yeah. So <laughs> just, just crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff going on. I thought I saw some breaking news. Um, 
You know, you got to follow the actual rap sheet, not these fake ones. You know, one thing I got to I gotta have a little bit of a beef with is these guys who create these, like, fake official, um, these, like, fake official pages, like, fake Ian Rappaport and stuff like that. Stop doing that. Like, I, I get that you're just trying to, like, be clickbait and gain followers, but come on. Unless you're purely doing it as a joke, in which case it's like, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, Robert Woods to the Titans. Um, crazy stuff. So, geez, it's it's hard to keep track of everything, but we're just going to focus on the quarterback. So, anyways, Wentz goes to Washington Trubisky, where who was so bad that he got benched, didn't get a job, had to be a backup for a year, ends up going to the Steelers. Um, and again, another place where I thought Jimmy would be an ideal fit. So, okay, that basically leaves Indianapolis, right? Wrong, because the Watson thing, he gets cleared, so now everybody got on, was like bidding on Watson. And he, Watson, Deshaun Watson, ends up getting traded to, drumroll, the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, now where does Baker go? <laughs> like, now Baker wants to go to the Colts, but do the Browns want to trade him inside the same conference? And, uh, like, where's Baker going to go? I don't know. Uh, I heard some people saying Baker to Seattle. Apparently Seattle's making a push for Baker. I could see that. Um, I wouldn't mind playing against Baker twice a year. I mean, he's... He's solid, but I mean, he's no Russell Wilson. Like he would be probably depending on how good Lance is. He might be the worst quarterback in the division at that point. So yeah, uh, now we got Watson in Cleveland. Uh, Baker's going somewhere. Uh, as of the time I'm recording this, like 5:30 PM Pacific standard time, Baker is not traded yet. And where the hell's Jimmy going? So we're still on Jimmy watch and I'm really wondering where he's going to go to because there's not very many teams left that need a quarterback that are a good fit. And here's the thing is that early, like two weeks ago, it was the football team. They could be a good fit. The Broncos, they could be a good fit. Pittsburgh, they could be a good fit. Uh, we found out that the Colts didn't like Wentz. That could be a good fit. Cleveland, if they didn't like Baker, that could be a good fit. Now, all those places, they've got quarterbacks, except for the Colts. And it's like... The, the, the places where Jimmy can get traded to is just shrinking. And it's very frustrating because... I... I I don't know what to think out of it. Part of me, a big part of me is at this point, just like cut Jimmy. Just, just let him go. Be free, Jimmy. Because if Jimmy wants to go to a team and he wants to win, like the Niners can cut him and they're only, they're only on the hook for like one point something dead cap. Now there is that like seven and a half million that's an injury guarantee, but my understanding is that that's only that only counts against the Niners cap 
until he gets picked up by somebody else for more than 7.5. So there's kind of that, at least that's how it's been explained to me by multiple people who understand the cap and contracts way better than I do. So if we cut Jimmy, that clears up like $18 million. Now we've got that like 7.5 just kind of injury hanging there. But as soon as he gets picked up, like that 7.5 goes away too. So now we've cleared up 25. And we're only like one point something in dead cap hit. And you know what? We could really use an extra 18 to $25 million in cap right now. Um, I get that we made some moves. But we only have like $4 million in cap. And there's some really good players or some... There's some players out there that would fill a need that would be great to add to our team right now. You know what I mean? So I don't know where Jimmy goes. And my other kind of thought is like this, this whole idea that like, Hey, you know, we're going to do Jimmy a solid and like trade him to where he wants to go. Where does he want to go? That's left. Like we're basically left with the Indianapolis Colts. And their general manager apparently is smart enough that they're not going to give up a high, like high draft capital for Jimmy. You know, so like, what are they offering and why, why is none of this gone through? Is this just not going through because Jimmy can't pass a physical? Is that the reason why the trade hasn't happened yet is because of the physical. Um, that was something that I heard. I, I think it was candlestick chronicles. They had brought up the thought that, or they'd they'd brought up a really good point, which was, hey, you know, if the Niners traded Jimmy before the shoulder surgery for whatever it was, and then he failed the physical because he needed shoulder surgery, that would have erased that trade. So that would have canceled out any potential trade because he would have failed a physical. And I hadn't thought about that. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a damn good point as to why they didn't trade him earlier. So is that what's holding him up? If it is what's holding him up, like there's not many options. You've got the Colts, um, the Seahawks, but we're, we're not going to trade Jimmy to the Seahawks. Um, Carolina Panthers, maybe, um, I, I could see that being a, probably the second best option. I mean, just you look around and there's not a whole lot of teams that are desperate for, that really need a quarterback that are left. Um, the Saints, but potentially they're going to be, they're looking at going back to Jameis Winston, or at least like that's the rumors that I've heard. And it wouldn't surprise me. And I, I don't really want Jimmy going to the Saints. Tom Brady unretired, so that was pretty funny. Tom Brady unretired. Russell Wilson went to the Broncos. This is a crazy, crazy offseason. <laughs> but yeah, like where's where is Brady gonna or where is Jimmy gonna go? Like the only places that I can kind of see left, um, I'm gonna just click open. And and that's the other thing, is like there are there's potentially enough quarterbacks to fill every spot. So who wants to give up draft capital for a $25 million quarterback that can't pass a physical? That's a really difficult question, isn't it? Like, which team wants to give up draft capital for an average quarterback that costs $25 million 
that can't pass a physical. Who wants to trade for that? Like, let's let's go through every single team. Buffalo Bills, no. Miami Dolphins, no. Jets, no. Patriots, no. Bengals, no. Browns, no. Ravens, no. Steelers, no. Colts, yeah, I could see that. They need a quarterback. Jaguars, no. Texans, no. They seem to like Davis Mills. They're happy with him, at least for now. Uh, Titans, nope. They've got Tannehill. Broncos, nope. Chargers, nope. Chiefs, nope. Uh, Niners, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, nope, 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 nope. Buccaneers, nope. Falcons, probably not. I mean, Matt Ryan is like 40-something million dollars against the cap. Panthers and Saints, maybe. Those. That's probably... It's probably about where the list ends, you know, bears, no lions, no packings, no Vikings, no commanders, Cowboys, Eagles, giants. I mean, it, it seems like there's legitimately only about four teams out there that still have not decided on their quarterback, like the Colts, Panthers, Saints, and Seahawks. And my understanding is Baker's probably going to get dealt. Um, if you were to ask me, I would, I'm not sure who I would rather take between Baker and Jimmy. I kind of feel like they're basically kind of the same. (laughs) Like they're both, uh, they, they can play really well. They don't always, they're both prone to bad decision-making. I would say Baker has a little stronger of an arm. Jimmy has a quicker release. Jimmy has better leadership. Uh, Baker has better mobility. I would probably put them in a similar space you know again that kind of average quarterback so yeah I mean there's there's basically four teams out there undecided on quarterbacks there's Jimmy there's Baker there's Mariota and there's Winston out there so there's there's four teams and four quarterbacks I don't see there being a whole lot of negotiation leverage going on right here. And I know that the Niners aren't going to release Jimmy. If it was me, I would. And I would just be up front with Jimmy. Like, Hey, you know what, Jimmy, we tried to make a deal happen. We've loved you. Like you've been great. All these good things. We wish you the best. We need to do what's best for us. And we're going to cut bait. We're going to clear up the cap. And that also gives you the opportunity to go out there and negotiate where you want to go play next. Right now, there's like four teams and you can go out there and you can go with your agent and make a deal because we haven't been able to do anything and we know that you want to go to a good team. So we are going to release you. We are going to set you free. And then you can go forth and go wherever you want to go. I think that'd be the best thing to do. And it frees up 18 million in cap. I think right now we have about four. So we would have like $22 million in cap. Um, We're going to get into like free. uh, We're going to get into like off free agent, like signings and losses here. But there's some, there's some players out there that, you know, if we had an extra 20 something million, if, if we had an extra 15 to 20 million, that'd be pretty cool with free agency. There's still some guys out there. There's still some guys I'd like to get. So, yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, I would release them. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think that Baker, 
Baker and Jimmy are the two guys that are under contract under contract that are going to get traded. Mariota is a free agent. Where does he go? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh it's an odd situation because I I really would have thought he would have been traded by now and I do trust Shanahan and Lynch and the front office and the organization to do what's right and all that good stuff. It's just frustrating because I'm sitting here and there's all these other teams that are making all these huge moves and, you know, it's like they're adding these like star players and it's not like we didn't sign anyone, but, you know, we could do a whole lot more without having $25 million on the books for a guy we know isn't going to be here. I just don't see, is it really worth maybe getting a day three pick at this point? Like me personally, I would much rather cut the ties, have another 18 million in cap until Jimmy gets signed elsewhere, in which case you get the rest of that. You know, then you have 25 million in cap once that other team picks up his injury guarantees, that offset or whatever. I would much rather have that right now and invest in like offensive line and a weapon for Trey Lance than worrying about whether or not I'm getting some fifth round pick in return. Like what is going to help my team next year, help make Trey Lance comfortable, help make Trey Lance successful, keeping Jimmy on the books and trying to like negotiate for a third or a fourth round pick or a fifth. Or go out there and sign a really good offensive lineman. Sign a really sign a good safety. You know, we need a safety. We need an offensive line. We could really use another weapon on offense. I would much rather have that free space right now and add, you know, proven NFL talent than be trying to like finesse a fourth or fifth round pick right now in the draft because we've got plenty of picks. But we need, like, I think that we need one to two more starters on this through free agency. And you can do that if you have 18 more million dollars to play with. So just, I, I don't understand... I do understand that they just, they never cut this or the, the Niner Shanahan Lynch. They don't, they don't cut bait. Like they don't, they don't let guys go. Like they hold on hope and they try and get every penny out of it. That's why we never released D Ford. We've renegotiated his contract so many times. He's never going to retire. He's just going to play like three snaps every season until for the next like four years. And we'll never cut him. Even though we should have cut him a year ago. But instead we've renegotiated D Ford's contract multiple times. We should have cut him. I'm just being honest. Like we gave him a lot of money. He was really good during the 2019. And then it's just been like injury, 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 injury. And it sucks. But sometimes you just got to cut your losses. But that Shanahan Lynch, they don't do that. And they should. 
in my opinion, makes way more sense to have another 18 to $25 million and spend it now in free agency while those players are available before they get snagged up than trying to worry about getting some third, fourth, fifth round pick in return for Jimmy. Especially when there's, again, there's not very many other options. Like there's now basically four available quarterbacks and four teams that are undecided at quarterback. You know, Winston and Mariota, they're free agents. You don't need to give up draft capital and you can probably get them for 10 to $15 million. Baker Mayfield, he's available via trade. He's only going to cost $18 million and you could argue that he has a higher upside than Jimmy. Stronger arm, more mobile. Jimmy's a proven leader. That's awesome. He's $25 million. He's 30. He can't pass a physical. Cut him. Sorry. So, end of rant. Point being is uh, we are still on the Jimmy watch. And uh, it's like, I'm just, I'm sick of this at this point. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Jimmy the guy. I just, the decision to keep him on through all of this, it's just, he's loot. The Niners are losing their leverage. When it was, again, when it was like, uh, when it was viewed like there was there was five or six teams that he could go to, and they're all like negotiating against each other for him. You got a lot more negotiating leverage. When it's like, you know, there's there's four quarterbacks on the market. There's four teams. The Saints probably want Winston. Baker wants to go to either the Colts or the to, wants to go to the Colts. The Seahawks apparently want him. Like what? What do we do? I don't know. It's just it. It's making me question some of the decision making. But uh, anyways, I'm tired of talking about Jimmy. It's uh, it's frustrating that we still are having this conversation, and I've talked about this for 20 minutes. So, anyways, free agency. Skip ahead. I'm done with it. Uh, losses. We lost Lake and Tomlinson sucks. Uh, he was awesome with the team. He was here for five years, traded like a fifth or a sixth round pick for him at the beginning of the Shanahan Lynch era, played five years, never missed a snap, made a pro bowl. And now he's getting paid. He went to the jets three years, 40 million. He's making almost $14 million a year. Good on you, Lakin. It sucks to have him go, but It would, it would not, if we had paid $14 million for Lake and Tomlinson, I probably would have questioned that decision. Like as good as he is and everything, that is a lot of money for a guard. So I get it. Like if it was, if it was under 10, I would have been like, why didn't we keep him for under 10? Uh, but yeah, at, at nearly $14 million a year, good on him. Go get that money. Make Sala proud. Um, you know, protect Zach Wilson, all that good stuff. He's he's in the system. He knows it. So, yeah, it's good stuff. DJ Jones gets uh, gets picked up by the Broncos. Three years, $30 million. Again, $10 million a year. Like, way to go, DJ Jones. Get that money. You're now set for life. Um, but that's more than I would have paid him. I mean, he's, he's a... He's a run-stuffing defensive tackle. He's really good against the run. 
really good. But like that's more than I would pay him. I wouldn't pay $10 million a year for him. You know? It, just, it is what it is. I really like DJ Jones, but uh, anything over six, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't think that's worth it. Cool. So those are the two main guys that we lost. Who did we gain? We gained Charvarius Ward, corner, former Kansas City Chief. And I really like this. I really like it. So Charvarius Ward, he's uh, he's six one. He's fast. And he is very much like a press man corner. And he's really developed over the years into a really good corner. Uh, I know everybody wanted J.C. Jackson. But you know what? In my opinion, we got the second best young corner that was available. Uh, J.C. Jackson is incredible, but he ended up going to the Chargers. And the Chargers stacked, by the way. Holy crap. Chargers have J.C. Jackson. They added Khalil Mack next to Joey Bosa. Whew. Whew. That is fun. Ooh, and if Derwin James is healthy, whoo, dang. That's that's legit. That's that's four superstars on your defense. Um, so anyways, Charvarius Ward, I really like it. Uh, it was like three years, up to $42 million, but it's... Uh, the way that it was negotiated was really interesting. The uh, the contract details, I was just looking at them. They just came out. Let me see here. So, yeah, but he's 25 years old. And here's the thing that I like. The thing that I like is that Charvarius Ward, if you look at his advanced stats, he was really, really, really good in one-on-one coverage. So, for the 2021 season... Completion percentage allowed against 40%. That's first in the NFL. Expected completion percentage against 46%. First in the NFL. Yards per target, 4.6. Third best in the NFL. Passer rating against 52.5. Third best in the NFL. Tight window rate, meaning, you know, you're within like a yard or two and it's a tight window to fit it in there because he's sticking on you. 46.7%. First in the NFL, Charvarius Ward is, I am very excited. And it's not just that he plays really well. It's where he came from. This is a kid who... Like when he was really young, I think like, uh, I don't remember exactly, but like, I think pre-kindergarten, he had to get some kind of surgery. I don't remember the exact story, but he couldn't walk. He was like in and out of a wheelchair for, uh, and like on crutches for a couple of years. So he had to like relearn how to walk. And then he ended up playing at a junior college. And then from junior college, he went to middle Tennessee state played with uh, Richie James Jr. From there, he was undrafted, got picked up by the Cowboys. And then he gets traded to the Chiefs his rookie season. And then he thought he was going to get cut because, you know, it's, it's so close to the season. He's like, I don't know if I'll make the team. So this is a kid who has fought and clawed and scratched from the bottom 
all the way up to the point where, you know, he is he's a Super Bowl champ with the Chiefs. He's been used to a winning pedigree. You know, he has a, a championship mindset. He's a humble kid. He, he just, he's the, he's the kid that he's just going to show up. He's going to work his ass off because nothing's ever been handed to him. You know, like you had, you had a debilitating med- medical condition when you were young and then you didn't even go to a big school. You had to start at a junior college. Then you went to a team and you, you weren't even drafted. You were undrafted and then you had to earn it. And then he earned a starting job on a Super Bowl champion team after being undrafted. And then this past year, he was really good. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you he was the best corner in the NFL. He wasn't, but he was really good. He was probably top 20, top 15-ish. Like, he's legit. And I was watching some film breakdown, and a lot of the comments that we've heard is uh, he's he's a, he's really good press man corner. He's not overly physical, but he's super sticky. Like he just sticks on his guy. Really good tackler. He has one of the lowest missed tackle rates in the NFL. I think it was like four or 5% of missed tackles for his career. So really tight coverage, really good tackler. He doesn't have a ton of ball skills in terms of interceptions. I think he only has four interceptions on his career in four years, which isn't a lot. Um, but he has a lot of pass breakups. I think he has like 29 pass breakups. Um, so that's pretty good. You know, that's, that's breaking up a few passes. And then just the fact that he's always in such tight coverage, people don't throw his way. And here's the other thing that I really like about that is that he was often going up against the other team's number one wide receiver. And he was best against bigger physical receivers. And when you think about that, like you kind of look at what the Niners have been doing with their corners these last couple of years versus earlier on in this regime, early on in the regime, it was very much like tall, long cover three period. Like we wanted a big, long outside third you know, corner, all a Richard Sherman with a single high free safety, all a, you know, Earl Thomas style Jimmy Ward, right? You had a single high free safety, you had a box safety, and you had two outside corners that had the cover three down. Now they've very much shifted to, we do play cover three, but we also like cover four. Sometimes we'll play cover two. Sometimes we'll play man. And D'Amico Ryans has, the thing that I really liked this year was that D'Amico Ryans really changed, or not not changed the way that our defense played, but he was a lot more flexible just in terms of using different things and changing up the defensive game plan and making adjustments. So I feel like this, uh, our defense has shifted from, you know, where we want like tall, long, outside cover three corners to now it's like we want more guys that can cover like man and just be like really versatile and play different types of defense, you know? Now that we have guys like Emmanuel Mosley, who he's a good he's a good zone corner, he's athletic enough to be a man corner. 
Got Charverius Ward. He's very much like a press man corner, man on man. Drafted Ambry Thomas. He was almost exclusively a press man corner in college. He had to learn how to play off zone before he was comfortable playing last year. I think we're going to see a lot more press man coverage. And I really like that because zone coverage obviously has its advantages. But there are times when you want to be able to play man. And it's not that you're necessarily going to play man 90% of the time or whatever. You're probably still majority going to be playing zone. You know, 60, 70% of the time you'll be playing cover three, cover four. But there's situations where you want to be like, hey, you know what? Ward, Charvarius, we want you covering DeAndre Hopkins. We want you covering... DK Metcalf, we want you covering Cooper Cup, you know, Mosley, we're going to put you on, you know, whoever, we're going to put you up on that guy, you know, Mosley, we're going to put you on Tyler Lockett, because you're, you know, a little bit more in terms of, uh, like, agility, you can keep up with his movement skills, you can carry those vertical routes with him, so I like that we're getting the versatility on defense, I really like it. Um, his contract stuff is funky. Um, short version though, is that, uh, let's see here. So it was 27 million guaranteed, which is about 9 million per year. And then I was reading this and it was really confusing, but my understanding is, uh, so let's see his, so Traverius Ward base salary is 1 million in 2022 and then 23, it's like 13 and a half. And then 24, it's 12 and a half. Uh, but he gets a 12 and a half, he gets like a $12 million bonus this year. Um, so it's, you know, it's like, it's one of those like crazy things, but short version is that this upcoming season, his cap hits only, it's like $3.8 million, which is nothing. Um, and he's only, he has a 5 million guaranteed next year. But this is basically a two-year deal with a void year, which means if he plays really well, they've given themselves enough flexibility that they can keep, they can renegotiate another contract in two years if they want to, or they can basically cut bait if it doesn't work out. So again, like Parag Maroth working out his like ninja deals with the contract. Um, Overall though, I really like it. Again, you've got a really young corner core. And what this did was, it improved, this improved our cornerback room overall because he is now your best corner. And if you tell me that my top two corners are Traverius Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, in that order, I'm like, cool, that's good. Who's going to play slot? I don't know. Maybe Mosley kicks into slot and Ambry plays outside. Or maybe Diamador Lenore, you know, takes the next step and he becomes a full-time nickel in the slot. Or maybe we draft somebody and he's end up he ends up balling or maybe Verrett comes back as depth um I don't know but point being is that not only did he not only did you get a corner but you improve cornerback one and by improving cornerback one that improves cornerback two and cornerback three and now we have depth we now have Charvarius Ward Emmanuel Mosley Ambry Thomas and Diamador Lenore four corners and they're all young, and they've got some talent. They've shown some upside. So overall, I really like the Charvarius Ward signing. Um, I'm very excited, and this is exactly what we need 
to counter the really good wide receivers. Uh, by the way, the Rams added fucking Allen Robinson. So, you know, now the Rams have Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. You know, I don't know who's going to be throwing the ball in Seattle, but they've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And uh, the Cardinals, they've still got DeAndre Hopkins, so you got to have a couple good corners. And I am glad that we finally addressed the corner position. Cool, but yeah, uh, humble kid. He's a grinder, and uh, he's he do- doesn't get like too excited or anything. And he's got that championship pedigree. Overall, just I really like it. I really like the signing. This is the kind of guy that you want on your team. A young, up-and-coming, really talented kid going into his prime. He's, he's going to be 26 when the season starts. So he could potentially be a really good corner that just gets better for the next three to six years. You know, Obviously, you never know. But potentially, this kid could be a really good corner on our team. And again, I, I don't know where I'd rank him exactly, but probably around the 15, a top 15, top 20 corner in the NFL, which is good. That's good. I'll take it. There's not very many number ones out there. So we may not have got J.C. Jackson. We may not have got Stephon Gilmore. But you know what? J.C. Jackson was a lot more money. And Stephon Gilmore is like over 30. So I like this move. All right. Who else did we pick up? Um, So some of the biggest things that we did was we added to special teams. Shanahan Lynch decided that they are sick and tired of having a bottom five special teams unit. So they have totally invested in it. We got rid of our special teams coordinator. We hired a new one who has a track record of being average to above average in terms of special teams. And we added three, we three free agents we added were primarily for special teams and depth. So we added safety, George Odom, probably haven't heard of him, three-year, $10 million. Now, again, it sounds like a lot of money, kind of, for a special teamer, but you know how it is. Like these contracts, they give you like the total amount possible, but it's usually less than that guaranteed. So figure $3 million a year. Now, George Odom has not been a starting safety. He only has nine career starts, but he was an all-pro special teamer in 2020. So you want some good special teams play? George Odom is a all-pro special teams player, and he provides some safety depth. So I like it. Three years, and again, he's young. I think he's like 26. So again, I like it. It's it's not a huge contract. He's a depth piece. It's it's probably realistically, I know it says three years, $10 million or whatever. It's probably like three years, like $6 million with like $4 million in incentives. So it's probably only like $2 million a year against the cap, which is not that bad if he's like a really good gunner or whatever. Uh, we also added... For special teams, wide receiver and kick returner, Ray Ray McLeod on a two-year deal. Uh, Same thing. I think like two years, $10 million. But again, you know, it's probably a whole bunch of incentives. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod had a career 
season as a wide receiver last year. I think he had like 40 catches for almost 300 yards, something like that. Nothing crazy, but you know, you're adding a, he's very much an acceleration and elusive guy. He doesn't have a whole lot of top end speed, but really good kick returner. Um, I think in terms of just like returning kicks and returning punts, I'm pretty sure that he was uh, like top five in both this last year. Uh, And he added, you know, a couple, you know, three, 400 yards or whatever on offense. So I'll take it. You know, you get a, you get an upgrade at kick return, you get an upgrade at punt return and you just added, you know, wide receiver four, wide receiver five. So I like it. You know, again, we're adding depth. Uh, This isn't quite like the field stretching speed that I want, but It's a guy who can produce at least a little bit, and he can contribute on special teams. This upgrades our kicking and punting return units. I like it. We also added another linebacker. I forget his name. I think it was like Oren. Orem? Where is it? Yeah. George Odom. Um, Yeah, I don't remember. Anyways, um, yeah, but we added a linebacker, and the linebacker, former out of Green Bay, and he is a safety-turned-linebacker who, again, primarily played on special teams and was really good on special teams. Sorry, I'm trying to find the name here. Um, Free agency moves, and... Cool. Can't find it. It's it's too far in the past. <laughs> but yeah, Orem. Um, I like him. Again, it's it's not a big name. It's not a starter. He's probably going to be your number four linebacker. Um, he, here's the way that I'm kind of justifying these moves. Is you upgraded on special teams... Uh, you upgraded over uh, Kelvin or uh, I don't know, whoever the heck that Travis Benjamin, like Ray Ray McLeod is an upgrade over Travis Benjamin. The new linebacker that we added, he's an upgrade over Marcel Harris. We've still got Demetrius Flanagan Foles. We've got this new guy, Orem. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's some depth pieces, but we added three legit pieces on special teams. And special teams, we will not have a bottom five unit this year. So I am very glad and I'm excited because how many times have we just been frustrated and pissed off at how bad special teams has been? It's nice to see the team really commit to it. So yeah, linebacker Orem out of Green Bay. He's a special teamer, and he's going to be, you know, linebacker depth. We got three really good linebackers. Speaking of which, Aziz. We gave Aziz a second-round tender, uh, so he will be playing basically $4 million this year. Uh, That's roughly how much he's going to be making. If another team wants to pay more than $4 million for Aziz, we get a second-round pick. Um, So, you know, he'll be sticking around. Uh, We also tendered Dan Brunskill. Uh, so he should be sticking around. That's going to be some offensive line depth at 2.4 million. Um, Armstead and Kittle restructured their deals to clear up about 18 million in cap. 
Which, again, brings me back to that whole Jimmy thing of like, you know, if you just got rid... I'm not going to go into it, but if you just would have got rid of Jimmy, you didn't need to restructure Armstead and Kittle. And we've seen what happens sometimes, how you can restructure a deal, and then it bites you in the ass in a year or two. So I really hope it doesn't, but, you know, if, if two years from now we're talking about we need to, you know, we really need to, like, get off Armstead or, like, something with Kittle happens... And we're like, damn it, you know, it's all because we couldn't get rid of Jimmy in time during free agency. I know that's not the reason, but I don't like the idea of, you know, renegotiating deals that were just done because you need to clear up cap space when there's another way that you can clear up cap space. (sighs) Anyways, moving on. Uh, We also had a defensive tackle, Hassan Ridgeway. Um, So... We lost DJ Jones, but this is not, in my opinion, a DJ Jones replacement. Um, what this is, is replacing Contavious Street, who we let walk. So Contavious Street, he played defensive tackle and he was part of our backup unit or our Bravos, whatever you call it. You know, we, we've got like our main four that we send out. And then we've got like, you know, in the, in the next quarter, we send out like the other four on the defensive front. So we, we like to have a really good rotation. And we like Contavious Street. Um, I was somebody who I liked Contavious Street. I always liked the idea of what he could become. But he had never ended up becoming it. And he was never really that good. In fact, he was very bad against the run. Hassan Ridgeway is good against the run. He's a big body. He is uh, not quite a nose tackle. But he's like 6'4", 300 pounds. Uh, he's a big dude. He's big. He's strong. He is a run stuffing defensive tackle. He doesn't really provide a whole lot of pass rush, but that's okay. Cause all you're asking him to do is take on double teams, stop the run, literally just like anchor. And what he is very good at is anchoring. Um, again, this is not a starter. This is a guy who's probably going to play 20 to 25 reps per game. That's kind of what you expect. This is a rotational backup defensive tackle. It was one year, $1 million guaranteed. He can earn up to $2.5 million, but it was one year, $1 million guaranteed. So again, you're talking a rotational backup defensive tackle, and I like the signing. He is a guy who has always had, he's very powerful, but he has been inconsistent and he's never quite lived up to his athleticism, his athletic profile. And this is kind of the kind of guy that, you know, Chris Kosarek does wonders with. You know, you get a guy in who he's got potential. He's never quite put it together. You get him in a rotation. You got Kosarek coaching him up. Next thing you know, he's having a career year. Remember Kerry Hyder? <laughs> 8.5 sacks for us or whatever last season. The Seahawks give him a ton of money, and now they cut him. So, speaking of which, why not bring back Kerry Hyder? I mean, like, for cheap? If he wants to come over here and play on, like, one or two million bucks at defensive end? I say why not. But, yeah. Um, point being is that Hassan Ridgeway, he is not going to be replacing DJ Jones. Our DJ Jones replacement is already on the team. His name's Javon Kinlaw. We just got to hope that his knee is good and ready to go and the surgery went well and we don't have any complications because that dude can fuck up an interior. Uh, 
they, they just they don't build humans like Kinlaw. And if his knee is healthy, then I think that he is our DJ Jones replacement. He's already on the on the team. Moster went to Miami. Tom Compton went to Denver. And Trent Sherfield went to Miami. So, yeah, that was the big news. So, again, we lost Lake and Tomlinson. We lost DJ Jones. We lost Raheem Mostert, Tom Compton, Trent Sherfield, Contavious Streets out there. Um, we added Charvarius Ward, which I love it. We're, we're, we, got a, we got a new number one corner. We upgraded at corner. We did. We downgraded at defensive tackle. We downgraded at guard, but we upgraded at corner. And we've been wanting corner for a long time. And if you've been shouting for corner, you better not complain that we got Charvarius Ward instead of, you know, somebody else. Because this kid's legit and he was, in my opinion, the second best corner that you could have got if you wanted a young corner. If you just wanted the second best corner, you can go out and get Stephon Gilmore. But again, he's over 30. This kid's 25. Massive upside. Just had a, his best career year. So... Um, we had three guys to special teams, a rotational defensive tackle. I like it. I like it so far. Um, there's still some guys that are out there that I would really like. I think the name that comes to mind just off the top of my head, uh, J.C. Treader. is he still available? I think he is. Um, <laughs> and by the way... Um, if, if you have a chance, please check out at Rita Oak underscore art. She is hilarious. She is drawing Jimmy D. Jimmy G every day he gets traded. Every day until he gets traded. Right now it's day 45. And I just saw this. She's got Jimmy G on the, uh, you know that like Pablo Escobar meme? Uh, from Narcos where Pablo is like, he's sitting on the swing and then he's like standing alone. And then he's like on the phone and like waiting. Uh, she's got that with Jimmy G and, uh, it's been hilarious. So check her out at R I T A O A K underscore A R T Rita Oak underscore art. Hilarious. Um, so yeah, there's, there's still a couple players that I want. I really would like us to get interior offensive line and we need a safety those are the two things um if we could also add an offensive weapon that'd be cool whether that be an upgrade at tight end two um or a wide receiver i still want a speed wide receiver an upgrade at tight end two would be nice just because as amazing as george kittle is why not get another tight end to help out trey you know it help out with more run blocking more heavy sets give Kittle a little bit of time off tight end depth. Um, we need interior offensive line because right now it's looking like left guard is going to be maybe Aaron Banks, maybe Jalen Moore, maybe Colton McKivitz and right guard might be Tom Brunskill or sorry, Dan Brunskill, or might be Jalen Moore, or might be Aaron Banks. Um, so, you know, some questions there. I'm assuming that Alex, Alex Mack is not going to retire. Um, we haven't heard anything. And I saw, 
I saw an Instagram post from Alex Mack saying that, uh, I guess like a, a, a relative of his like signed to the Seahawks and he was like, I wish you weren't in the NFC West. So that's like me kind of assuming there, but I would also assume that if Alex Mack was going to retire, he would have let us know before free agency, just, you know, as a sure to courtesy to Shanahan. But you know, like I, we still need a starting safety and we need some guards. There is the chance that Aaron Banks, they drafted him last year and they were planning on red shirting him. And he was going to be the, the, you know, the left guard that takes over from Lakin after Lakin's gone. And they just wanted him to spend the entire year just, you know, getting his body right or whatever, you know, lose some weight, reshape your body. You're going to play left guard. Um, Cause you go back and watch his film and he was a good left guard in college and he was, he was a really good left guard and he was really consistent, but they tried him at right guard. It didn't work. And it looked like he was uh, not in shape and it, he, yeah, it just, it didn't quite work. So maybe Aaron Banks comes in next year and he's a good left guard. I will say that guard is typically the position that Shanahan values the least but Alex Mack is also going to be 36. So I'm while I assume that he's going to stick around, um, I really like the idea of potentially spending a draft pick on a guy who can play guard and then move to center. You know, down the road, whenever Alex Mack ha- hangs up the cleats. So, anyways, um, I just want to go over last couple of things as some cool news in regards to the compensation picks. So... The NFL announced the official compensation picks, and the best news that I saw was that the here's basically the compensation picks that we're getting. We're getting two thirds. Now, to be fair, one of those thirds is going to Miami, so we're picking one compensation third. We're also getting two sixth rounders and a seventh. Um. Let me see if I can bring up the compensation picks because it just came out. Do a quick Google search just so I can give you the right answer. Cool. So we now have the 61st pick, the 93rd pick, a third round compensatory pick, which is, um, what is it? I think it's pick 105. We have a fourth rounder. We have a fifth rounder. Oh, that's old. We have a sixth rounder from the Broncos. We also have two compensatory picks at the end of the sixth round, which I think is like 221 and 222. And we get a seventh round compensatory pick, which is funny because we get Mr. Irrelevant, the very last pick in the NFL draft. Oh, here we go. I finally found it. Um, Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we get 61, 93, 105, 134, 
173, 187, 220, 221, and 262. So we get a 3rd comp, two sixth comps, and a 7th pick. So I love it. I love it. That is a lot of draft capital. And uh, having three sixth round picks, ooh, this is a draft where you can pick up, uh, there's there's going to be guys that can contribute pretty much everywhere on here. So it's uh, it was exciting to find out that we were getting two sixth compensatories versus three seventh compensatories because, again, it's, it's not huge, but having those picks, you know, 40 spots earlier is a, it's a useful thing. So, well, that being said, I'm going to get out of here. Um, I will announce right now, I am trying to re-upload some of my YouTube videos and hope that they don't get taken down again. Just kind of got to cross my fingers on that. I'm trying to use just more vague names. Maybe I don't like trigger some people or whatever uh, to like strike me because I'd hate to get struck down, but it is what it is. But um yeah, with that being said, again, we're going to keep doing one or two of these a week. We're on Jimmy G Trade Watch, so as soon as that happens, we will talk about it. And uh, keep an eye on the YouTube channel, because I'm going to keep trying to put out a few videos a week. Um, I don't have an exact schedule for that, but usually what I've found kind of works for me in terms of posting the um, draft evaluation videos is the easiest thing for me is to do a couple of them at a time. So typically I'll do like two or three in a night um, weekends for me. So I'm probably going to do like two or three this weekend, which I'll post along with reposting some of them that got taken down and crossing my fingers. Um, but I would say realistically, keep an eye out. I'll probably be doing two to four draft prospect videos a week on the YouTubes, which is again, Brian Carter 99. The same thing that you're listening to is the same YouTube. So with that being said, appreciate all of you. I hope you're having a fantastic day. You're enjoying the craziness that is the NFL, the NFL free agency, the trades, the chaos, the frustration, and the shenanigans. And just remember that just because we didn't get every single amazing free agent that's out there, doesn't mean that this is a bad team. We were just in the NFC Championship with Jimmy G, and by all accounts, we are upgrading at quarterback. We didn't lose a whole lot of pieces. We're losing a couple, but you know what? We we can still add a safety, add an offensive lineman, upgrading at quarterback. You know, I'm I'm very excited for next year, and just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind when it's like, oh dang, we didn't land you know X huge name. This is a very good roster. It's hard to add a ton of top talent with the amount of top talent we already have. This is a Super Bowl caliber team last year with an average quarterback. Next year, I feel we're going to be a Super Bowl caliber team with a really good quarterback. So that being said, appreciate all of you. Like, comment, subscribe. Catch you next time. And as always, go Niners.